Coffee Conversations with Sinti is brought to you by influencer marketing specialists, The Salt, inspiring positive brand conversations. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fabulous edition of Coffee Conversations with Sinti. I have very great news today in the studio. Well, maybe let me start by saying I found Superman. Marileg, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Cynthia. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Let me just read your bio. I don't want to read this off the cuff, but maybe just the first uh, two sentences on your bio. You hold a PhD in Biomed Engineering, a B Engineering Honors, Mechanical Engineering, is it? Uh, power 30, under 30, you're under 30? Jesus. Investment Banker, VC Funded Entrepreneur, TEDx presenter, Ironman finisher, what, what can't you do? <laughs> <laughs> Not so good with the ladies. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I, I guess you had to have some kryptonite, isn't it? Yeah, so there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Marileg is technology entrepreneur and co-founder of uh, Wefluential South Africa. Welcome to it, sir. Thank you so much. Tell us a bit more about yourself because you're a very interesting person. Okay, what, what I'm trying to establish is I, I need um, this interview and this brand to have a leg to stand on. <laughs> so that at the end of it all, people know we're not just talking to a run-of-the-mill person. So tell us a bit more about uh, yourself and what you do. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So, so I think that, um, the thing that's always kind of kept me up at night is, is curiosity about how things work. All right. And, um, and, you know, loving maths and science, there's a lot of truth that you can find if you really dig into anything that you, right. you're looking to understand. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the interest in kind of aerospace engineering and biomedical engineering was really an application of maths and science into two new kind of, uh, well, not new, but emerging um, industries. All right. So, so the passion was there from an engineering perspective, um, but I've always had this real thirst for understanding how you can apply those applications of maths and science to something that lives in the technological world. Okay. So I mean, my first first business venture was uh, with a partner at Varsity. So okay. got, we'd gone to Pretoria University and we, we said, okay, we've got to find a way to pay our for our res fees. And we knew that we were good at maths and science. So we thought, okay, well, we can monetize those skills by making ourselves tutors. Yeah. So students out, out there would be able to book extra lessons with us. All right. And we built a little bit of software and this was even pre-Google Maps days. All right. So um, I had to find out how to find um, the right students and then the right tutors to be able to match them. Okay, so this and matchmaking didn't start now. Yeah, so, so <laughs> that's, right. how, that's how I kind of got into the matchmaking thing. Yeah. Was, was on a location basis and on a subject basis. All right. Um, and then we built a little bit of software and we ran a little agency um, and uh, that went on to kind of grow into franchises around the country. Um, okay. It's actually still still trading today as Penguin Tutoring. And that, that was my first real venture into uh, into commerce All right. and, and I love love that. So uh, working together with my partner who's the other co-founder of, of Webfluential. Yeah. Um, and and that was the start. So so then through the the rest of my career, I mean I I, I really enjoy the intersection of where where two industries kind of connect. Yeah. So when you take um, you know something about biomedical engineering. So I've um, worked with a surgeon and we developed a, an innovative heart valve replacement 
uh, we patented that and uh, looked to commercialize it. And right. that, that was really interesting because it was fairly unexplored territory, but yeah. we could apply some thinking from the, I mean, aeronautical engineering is around the flow of air over, a, over an airport. <laughs> and you can apply the same thinking as to fluid flowing through a, a, a blood vessel yeah. and how you design um, a, a valve. To, to work in that space. Okay. So it's, you know, it's just, I love kind of stretching the boundary and um, where to... Of any space. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, that remains a passion. And, yeah. um, and then I think, you know, the exciting part about influencer marketing is really, it's, it's an art and a science. And the intersection of those two is kind of where we find ourselves in the industry. All right. Which is great. Okay. Um, Maybe let me take you back a little bit. You're one of the first people to jump feet first into influencer marketing. What sort of opportunities did you see there then that nobody else um, took notice of or saw? Because I'm sure everybody else was like, let's sit on the sidelines and see what's happening first. But you were first to market. What really drove that, that action? So I think the, the concept of influencer marketing has been around for a long time. So you can go and watch an old James Bond movie and you yeah. can see that he drives an Aston Martin and wears an Omega watch. Yeah. So there's brand association with an inspiring story. So that's what influencer marketing is. But what happened, you know, 2012, 2013, 2014 is social media platforms became pervasive yeah. and that allowed brands and their consumer bases to have a conversation. So it took me working at um, an agency, Retroviral, which uh, which was kind of a pioneer in the space of digital content, yeah. especially for Nando's. And through that work, I saw that people were actually becoming billboards. So a, a conversation could happen from someone who was a thought leader or um, a respected opinion leader yeah. on social media, and brands could participate in that conversation. So I took the view that there was obviously the art about it and how those stories are crafted, of course. But, but someone hadn't really taken the plunge as to look at the science, what are the right. stats and numbers and drivers of engagement and how do you make that, that, that sounds very engaging, I'm sure people are like, ah, let's wait for somebody else to go with this first. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's hard, you know, yeah, so it is. you've got to kind of work through the weeds and exactly, yeah. get somewhere. Yeah. And then, when did you then evolve into the tech aspect, that marriage of uh, influencer marketing and, and technology? So my partner and I spent um, a weekend and we just looked at all of the stats that you could get from the social platforms. Yeah. So for each channel, how, did, how was it measured? Was it tweets, retweets? Was it likes, shares, views? What did you get out of something? And then what, what could you infer about engagement and audience and how could you kind of put all of those figures together yeah. to come up with something that ultimately becomes a, a searchable list that's valuable to a brand right. and when a brand wants to work with someone it's kind of like the tinder model when someone wants uh, someone's looking for a partner out yeah. there yeah and there's so many dimensions you know if you want to find your life partner it's not just if they look good it's yeah. It's a there's whole. A, there's, a, there's, 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 there's people who've got three pages full yeah. of yeah. And imagine trying to sort out those mismatches and yeah. figure out the matches. It becomes quite a challenge. So that was our view. Is we knew that we wouldn't solve it initially, but through experience and through taking a product to market and working with some brands and I mean, it's really a it's a brave approach from the entire industry. It wasn't just something that we did. Yeah. We just 
we just had an opportunity that we could uh, we could look to to kind of figure out along yeah. the way. Right. And and what is the role of that technology in in the whole influencer marketing space? I'm not asking you to obviously give um, your secrets away, but what is the the base role? How is it integrated into the influencer marketing space? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's effectively that that matchmaking. Matchmaking. So, yeah. So our matching engine is our is our sort of IP that we we've developed over time. All right. And what's great about it is that it becomes better as more people join the platform, as more campaigns run, okay. because we look across. I mean, our, our four key themes of what we look at in an influencer are yeah. their personality. So we use Watson, uh, IBM Watson personality insights yeah. and artificial intelligence to understand what the personality and values of a person are. Yeah. Then we look at the audience. Where are they? How old are they? How engaged are they? How new are they to this particular influencer? Yeah. Then we look at the content. What does that look like visually? What does it look like in, in the written word? What what is, what do they specialize in? What is their domain expertise? Okay. And then the last part that we look at is work ethic. So for every influencer on Referential, we track when we send them an email. Do they open it? Do they click on the links? Do they reply to requests from brands? Okay. When, when they've completed a job, how many stars did they get? Did they get extra rewards? So there's a gamification aspect to it as well. All right. And. So what Wavefluential does is it ingests all of that information and then when a brand comes along and says, I'd love to work with influencers, this is a bit about my brand, Yeah. we can do the same matching about their brand as the influencer and then we can recommend brand, uh, to the brand which of the influencers to use. Alright. And that's and that's the effectively the science of it, Yeah. but without the art, without Infinity taking Wavefluential SA in the South African market. Uh, was Infinity? Um, you know, in terms of the, the business in South Africa. All right. Okay. So, you know, we, we need the, the agencies to be able to piece everything together from a creative side. Okay. So yeah, because they have to craft the message, and that message needs to stick, doesn't it? And that's the art that you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's why we work really well with partner agencies, and All not right. just in South Africa. I mean, we've got. Fantastic partners in the US. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask that in terms of your reach and your, your footprint, are you only um, localized? Are you looking at the South African market only or it's, it's, it's wider? So what's, what's great about influencers is, is that they speak to a global audience. Yeah. And because of that, that allows us to work with brands internationally. And so our agencies, our partner agencies um, are around the world. We have 35 of them. One, at least one on every continent. Okay, and in South Africa, it's the Infinity that you're talking about. Exactly. All right. As as well as um, some specific brands. Okay. That use it, and then um, and then in terms of influencers, so our collective audience that the influencers on Influential can reach is over a billion people. Yeah. So well, for any brand that's looking to engage with a consumer market, they yeah. can. There will be a number of influencers that they'll be able to find and work with right. on, on the platform. And that sounds like a no-brainer because I can imagine brands going all out trying to recruit influencers. It might might take a lot of time, a lot of money to to, to establish that. But you already have all of that information at your team at the fingertips and on the platforms. Um, so would you say that what would you say to a client who would say you know what, I can do this on my own. Because I'm sure you do come across clients who think they are super people like you and they think they can do this on their own. What would you say to them? 
So we, yeah. we absolutely can service them. I mean, we have owner manager, small business enterprises All right. based in China, selling goods into the US and booking their own influences. Okay. Uh, they under, so long as someone can really understand their own brand or the brand that they're representing and be able to weave that together into um, a story with an influencer, yeah. you've, you've, got a, you've got something that you can take to market. Yeah. So we think that the long tail of smaller businesses is where we're going to see a lot of traction from an e-commerce perspective. All right. But you obviously have your really big brands and that's where you have integrated campaigns running not just on digital media, but yeah. you're integrating with outdoor, above the line, etc. So yeah. that's where your agencies are going to, to play a very important role. All right. Uh, what sort of other evolutions have you seen in this space besides the, obviously, the amalgamation of technology into influencer marketing? Because I'm sure it's still growing. Yeah. So you, you get brands like a Coca-Cola who have such strong brand equity that they will always have influencers talking about Coca-Cola yeah. to keep it top of mind. Where we see some exciting applications of influencer marketing is where brands are going into new markets. So okay. where you have challenger brands entering a new market and you know, globalization is really speaking to that. Yeah. And I mean, uh, just as an example, we worked with a, um, a pan-African bank that was looking to grow its retail strategy into new countries in Africa. And they used influencers uh, to ask the market so they could ask localized questions okay. and effectively run a market research campaign. All right. to figure out what are the savings habits, where do people buy their airtime, what is the price point of their bank charges. Yeah. And through ingesting all of that information, that bank could go and take product to market. All right. So those are, you know, that's an example of something that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think with time there will be people that will come up with even better ideas. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and in the local market, what has been the uptake, um, both on influencer marketing and the tech bit as well? Is it where, you know, it's obviously not where you want it to be, but uh, how has it been so far? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, our, our ultimate passion is, is influencers. Yeah. So we want to have, we want to be able to be an enabler for influencers to be able to market and monetize themselves. Okay. We want to stimulate entrepreneurship amongst these uh, millennials and digital natives All so right. that they can turn their passion into a business. Yeah. They write to their, about their opinions on a certain uh, set of topics and we want to help them be able to, to figure out how to make an income stream out of that. Yeah. Obviously they don't do that just for the money, they do, they do what they do for the passion of sharing their content with the audience. Yeah. We want to help expose them to brands that they can earn an income from. So, I mean, in, in the last uh, two years, we've made over 10 millionaires out of influencers. And obviously not everyone can be. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's specific brands and, and people have to work really hard at that. And I think for influencers, there's great aspirations from them. Yeah. But they also need to know that they need to work really hard to grow their audience, sustain their audience, and then be able to... Um, to kind of hold their own when they're in, they're working in partnership with the brand. Yeah. So, what what we do in uh, sort of empowering our in our influencers as entrepreneurs, yeah. we also have to encourage brands to let other people tell their stories. Right. So, because I I figure it's very difficult to just let go, so to speak, of the brand narrative and let it be controlled by somebody else. As humans, 
the first point of call is to control everything around us. So I guess it's very difficult for brands to do that. But it's clearly working, isn't it? It is. And yeah. and brands they, they do they have to be challenged. Yeah. They have to ask their digital audience what that audience thinks of, of their brand and service. And they're, yeah. they're ultimately held accountable. So you know, some brands will use influences where things haven't gone well and they need damage control and they need to revive a conversation about what their brand really means and stands for in the market. Yeah. And for brands that are doing well and embracing it, they can keep they can keep rolling the conversation and be part of very interesting uh, topics that are covered online. Yeah. For, for me, it, it again looks like a no-brainer because whether you like it or not as a brand, conversations are happening. So why don't you just plug them all the time? Is that a, a sort of like a conversation you have with brands? Because it's a no-brainer. You should always be top of mind and you should always be plugging conversations in the market. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's definitely a move towards brands having a, an always-on strategy for their influencer campaigns. Yeah. So rather... Yeah, because I think it doesn't... Sorry, I think it doesn't make sense to go boom and then you go quiet for the next year, does it? Yeah. You don't get the sort of value that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's great for the influencers as well because then they can work as effectively ambassadors or advocates of the brand exactly. um, on a longer term basis. Yeah. Uh, and what do you think is next in this space? Influencer marketing and that marriage with technology as a whole? I think we're, uh, we're, we're seeing some, some interest from more developed markets and brands is, is a sales budget okay. coming into play. Okay. So, if you think about the experience that you have on Instagram when you, you know, you're going through your feed and you see something that you really like, yeah, being used by an influencer or someone that you trust, yeah. you can purchase that that particular item from within Instagram. So, for a brand, influencers plus Instagram equals a digital storefront. Yeah, they can sell things right through. Right there, yeah. People don't even have to leave Instagram to do that. So, what we what we seeing happen is brands paying for the exposure of their product through an influencer's channel, all right, and then being able to pay the influence for the content, but also be able to pay them for the sales that are made. Ah. So there's effectively okay. a you know you you can love a particular watch brand, yeah, but you can actually become a sales agent yeah. for that watch brand, yeah. Um, you know, it's, and every that's time yeah. people are are making sales that. You know, and that's good for both parties because if the brand is making more revenue, they're happy to pay some of that across to the influencer for yeah. bringing that revenue in. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the growth of the space, do you think it's sustainable? Is it something that's going to tank soon or it's sustainable in the longer term? I think so long as the value exchange between the two parties remains viable, okay. it will continue to grow. All right. Obviously, as a new industry, Understanding the value exchange is a little bit of work. Yeah, so what yeah. starts off by a brand or PR agency sending a product to an influencer in the expectation that the influencer will share images of it on their social feed, yeah. that's, that's not a fair value exchange. Yeah. So that's why we will move away from blogger drops. And what we'll see more of is a fair value in terms of influencers also being held accountable to the fact that that if they being paid a certain value, yeah. they need to deliver, deliver on that value exactly in a comparative basis. Yeah, because for the brand, they can spend as much money on Facebook ads, 
Twitter promoter tweets as they do on the influencer. Yeah. So from a from a performance and delivery point of view, they need to have that in place. Yeah. Mary Lake, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we can have another coffee if you'd like to. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us as well. Um, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Cynthia.